I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi there. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast where women can share their experiences with pregnancy and birth, a space created solely for women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. In this week's episode, we chat to Emma and also her husband, Mikey, and they talk me through Emma's two pregnancies and births. Emma initially wanted a home birth on her first pregnancy, but they had just started building a new house, so it wasn't really the right environment. So they decided to go through the hospital system. On Emma's second pregnancy, they obviously wanted their home birth. So they talked me through how they planned that out and also from Mikey's perspective on how he got the house ready. And Emma talks me through her experience, which is really gorgeous. So thank you guys for agreeing to share your story. So we not only have Emma today, we have Mikey as well. Thank you, Mikey, representing the partners. Um, So do you want to just give us a little introduction? Yes. Um, So myself and Mikey are married five years and we're together almost 10 years. And we have a two and a half year old son, Fionn, and a five and a half month old son called Bo. Um, and we, we live in Kildare and we met in Canada. And oh, cool. moved, yeah, and we moved home um, four years ago to yeah, just to live here and build our house. So um, we, when we came home, we knew we wanted to have, we knew we wanted to have kids and we kind of, we knew we wanted to build our house as well. So we started building the house and we started kind of trying at the same time, didn't we? Yeah. They were kind of doing both and they're kind of two big jobs to undertake, do you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Baby and trying to build a house at the same time. So anyway, we um we tried for a little while with Fionn and um I was we were probably trying for about six months and nothing was happening and I went to the doctor to get my to get tested um to get my progesterone levels tested mm-hmm. or to see if you at day 21 if you're producing an, enough progesterone to to hold to hold a pregnancy or something pregnancy, yeah so anyway she said it was fine and yeah and she said because I was under 30 I'd have to be trying for a year before they would um make any sort of move to doing anything else because I kind of thought oh, well six months and nothing's happening you know and we were you know we, were, we thought we were doing all the right things <laughs> and I don't know what happened we we just sort of went like maybe the window of when we're trying isn't accurate enough and we decided we kind of was like one month we were like okay we're gonna go for it this week I know I'm ovulating this week and we'll go for it like every night this week. Yeah, we, 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 we took the dates for granted we, we hunt really in on the, on the dates yes yeah. we did. 
sorry, Bill's just coming up for an extra okay. snack here. And did you use um, a tracker or did you, were you able to read your body as well? I was sort of reading my body. I was um, tracking my cycle, but because we had, I had sort of kind of menstrual issues before and that I, had I didn't have a period for about a year and a half when I lived in Canada. And so they were kind of, they weren't exactly accurate every month, my, my menstrual cycle. And so I did track it a little bit, but, and I was using the ovulation sticks, but I found the ovulation sticks weren't really that accurate. Yeah. Because I went one day, Mikey, can you pee on this and see if the smiley face come up? And it did. And oh. I was like, God, there's, these aren't accurate at all. I was like, yeah. my husband's after peeing on a stick, on an ovulation stick and a smiley face come up. So I was like, I'm not going to use these anymore. Yeah. So I decided just to go on the ovulation dates and that we would just go gung-ho for that week. Um, so we did, and um, I think I relaxed a little bit. We went out for a drink. I hadn't really been drinking, so I was like, no, I won't drink, just in case, you know. And then I just went, oh, come on, we go out, we'll go have a drink. And we did, and um, a couple of weeks later, maybe three weeks later, my boobs are really sore and they were really veiny. Um, and I was like, I feel really funny. I don't know what it is, I just feel funny. And it was actually the day we started building our house. It was the exact day we started building our house. I did a pregnancy test and it came up positive. And Mikey was outside on the site with the guys. <laughs> and I called him in and I was like, Mikey, can you come in? And I was just so excited, you know, I was just like, oh. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so he came in and the two of us were just like elated, weren't we? Brilliant. Were yeah. And it was just so symbolic, like, you know, it was the, we were building our house that day and I found I was pregnant, you know, it was great. Um, yeah, so it was a pretty easy pregnancy, wasn't it? I was working in retail, so I was on my feet. So I was really active throughout, my, throughout most of it. And um, I was doing yoga, pregnancy yoga. And I felt pretty good, like, through most okay. of it. Um, and care-wise, had you cho what hospital did you decide to attend? Yeah, so I went with the Coombe, um, just because it was sort of the closest for us and that they had an ACE clinic, so I could go in before yeah. work and get my checks done there. And we went public. Um, so... Yeah, so we went, we went to the coup and we went to my GP at like six weeks. I was so excited and I was like, I'm pregnant. And she was like, we barely even called it a pregnancy at this stage. And I was like, I was a bit disheartened when she said that. I was like, but I am pregnant and I feel it and my boobs are sore, you know. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was very excited. And uh, yeah, so we went with the coup. I was happy enough with that. I had heard of home birth, but we were living in a mobile home at the time. I forgot to mention that. So we were living in a mobile home on the site. It was essentially a building site. And we were living on the mobile home on the, build, on the site. And uh, so I was like, okay, you can't have a home birth in a, in a mobile home. Just, you, su you suggested it. I right. suggested it. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, like, oh, I'm not for sure. <laughs> Which could, could we? But like this mobile home had like damp issues, like single pane windows. It was so okay. crazy. <laughs> Not too I had issue. I had, I suppose, uh, because Emma hadn't given birth before. Yeah. Um, oh, I was, when she mentioned home birth, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, you know what I mean? I suppose yeah. uh, maybe the traditional background in me would be like, oh, no, no, just go with a, the safe or maybe the fat, you know, I suppose the protector role. No, like, you know, yeah. you know, go to safe, go to, you know what I mean? What something happens, like, you know, and, uh, at that time. Um, yeah. Then when I... There was nothing stopping her second time around. So no, it was, um, but yeah, so we went with that and then we kind of went, okay, well, this is the best choice for now, you know? Um, so we did that and yeah, the pregnancy was fine. I had good amount of energy. 
Um, like no real issues with Fionn tonight. No, no real issues with Fionn. Um, just uncomfortable towards the end, you know. But that was yeah. kind of it. Like, it was a really good pregnancy. Um, so he was due on Christmas Day, okay. 2017. And so um, I knew we were, to, we were to go up to my mom's house. And Christmas morning at about four o'clock in the morning, I woke up with a bolt and I was like, I, I didn't know why I was up. I was just up. And Santa, Santa. Sa- yeah, Santa was coming. And <laughs> so, so I went into the toilet and I went, Mikey, and he came in and I had my mucus plug had come out. Okay. And um, I was just sitting on the loo and it just came out and I could feel something coming, so I put my hand underneath with a tissue and I and I caught this mucus plug and it was it was it was full, you know, it was a lot of it. Yeah. We were, the two of us were really excited then, didn't we? We got back into bed. You were a bit disgusted with it. Well, I thought the baby was going to come like for the next half an hour. We try to the pool, we go there, and they give us a baby, and we come out. Yeah, like, oh my God, it's happening, it's happening. And I was like, no, like, it's not, like, I don't even have a twinge, like, you know what I mean? It's just a smell, and it's my due date, so. Yeah, so we got back into bed anyway, and it was Christmas morning, we were going to my mum's, got ready I was definitely feeling ready to give birth you know I was getting just niggled but like not contractions or anything um and went to my mom's and that whole day I was a bit like do you ever see like an animal in labor they just kind of pace back and forth I was pacing all over our house I couldn't rest I couldn't sit I didn't I kept going I don't know what's wrong with me like I was probably in early labor and I was like I can't sit you know and I was sitting here and I was on the floor and I was getting up and up and down the stairs and I just I was really restless wasn't I yeah um, and my mom said well why don't you come for a walk with me um so we went walking around the block uh, of her house and did that and about 10 o'clock at night I said to her my auntie I think I've peed myself. <laughs> they were like, what? And I was like, I'm like I, I feel like I just went to the toilet, but now I just went again, do you know? And they were like, right. And they were like, is it your water's breaking me? And I was like, I don't know. Cause it was like a trickle. It was like as if you wee yourself, you know, it's just yeah. this trickling kind of sensation. And towards the end I was having, you know, urgency issues anyway. So I was kind of like, oh, maybe I did just go again, you know? So I said, I'm going to go to bed. So it was about 11 o'clock, I think, when we went to bed at my mom's house. We decided to just stay there just in case something happened because okay. she was close to the coom. And so we went, I went to bed, got up the next day, Stephen's day. Um, nothing happened overnight. Again, I was just having, tr- I was starting, t- the trickling kind of stopped, but I put on a pad. And <laughs> in my naivety, I'd know now that it's my water's breaking. But at the time, I was like, I don't know what's happening. I decided to go for a walk in Phoenix Park anyway. Mikey's on crutches as well, by the way. So we went for okay. a walk. Mike just sat in his crutches. <laughs> and, yeah, I pretty um, much broke my leg like a week before film was born. Oh, right, was coming okay. Up house, went over my ankle. Yeah. And so it was, uh, yeah, right. like I was in a lot, like I was in discomfort as well during that time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mikey was uncomfortable and God love me, he just had to like grin and bear it. And um, so I went for a walk in the Phoenix Park, a bit like a 2K walk. And I was waddling, you know, I was like up to uh, waddling up and down and we got home and we came back to the mobile about nine o'clock that night I was kind of bouncing on the ball when we got back to the mobile you know and I had more kind of trickling and I was starting to get little contractions then what I thought were contractions and I started timing them and they're about 15 minutes apart and I was okay. like 
they're I was like, they're very far apart. I don't think I should call the coom. What should I do? You know, Mikey was going, we'll just call them and, and see what they say. So I called them and um, they said, I said, I think my waters might've broken. And they were like, okay, when did that, when did that happen? And I said, well, about 10 o'clock last night. And they were like, oh, you need to come in now because that's over 24 hours. The yeah. limit is 18 hours. And I was like, oh, but I thought I wasn't supposed to come in until, you know, like it's all getting going. And they were like, no, no, you need to come in now. So, um, I suppose not knowing that they can break over a period of time. time yeah. You weren't aware. I wasn't, no. Um, so this period of time when Emma's water was trickling away, how did you feel? Were you looking for signs in Emma that maybe she couldn't see that things were starting? Yeah, I suppose like I, you're you're just playing uh, the the assistant role and waiting yeah. to be told what to do. But uh, you know you have no experience in situations, so yeah, no, just kind of going with what she said, like or what she reckoned, and I'd always revert back to ring the hospital or ring the coom, ask them, go with their guidelines because I suppose we were having the baby there, so. But uh, yeah, no, I was just excited. Just I didn't really enjoy the first pregnancy, to be honest. Um, I just I felt it was so long. Yeah. Just felt yeah. so long. You know what I mean? I suppose because your first one, like, I mean, like, and we got an early scan at seven weeks, I think. Or, we did. And we're I, in the mobile. Yeah. It was just. We're building the house at the same time. Yeah. So you it's a bit I mean? stressful. Yeah. yeah it was, in that respect, building that the house. And, but, uh, yeah. and then it's your first time, and you, uh, I feel uh, if I'm not in control, like, if I don't know, like, you know, it makes me feel uneasy. So I didn't really you know, enjoy it as a whole or that particular few days. And okay. Like, you know, you just kind of wait and like, you know. And it's kind of good that Emma, you were saying there that um, you felt like you, you maybe didn't call the coom as quick as you maybe should have, but it was good to have Mikey kind of reminding you that maybe we should actually ring the coom. Yeah, totally. Because it turned out that my waters had broke. You know, I went in okay. and they checked and they said, oh no, well, your waters have broke. Um, and, but my, at this stage, my contractions were like 20 minutes apart. They were so far apart. I was going, okay oh no and they were talking induction they were saying okay well look we're going to need to induce you you know if, if the contractions don't pick up and it put me under a huge amount of pressure I started to feel really stressed then that I wasn't doing it right enough you know I was like yeah. oh no like I don't know how to make it come quicker I don't want to be induced you know and and you know that as well with Emma like she's very like she's just like putting people out of waste so like, I suppose this kind of a guilt, oh no, I don't want to like, you know, they're busy and there's other mothers yeah. there. I don't want yeah. to, you know, go up and then, you know, kind of like, eh, this is, that hospital is especially for you, because of you and like, you know what I mean? And yeah, I yeah. suppose not to hold back just because, oh, maybe I don't think I should go now because they said, you know what I mean? Then yeah. the day, like sometimes you, you know in your heart and soul, like what's the, it's coming or not really, but. Yeah. maybe don't your first one that's the problem that's the I, I know I knew in the second one first one not so much I think it's so hard on your first baby to know because it's just something you've never experienced mm. um, and like that for the dad too it's like because they can't even feel it you're feeling yeah. it and you're just like looking at me going is she I don't know like you know yeah. um, but so we went yeah they said they're talking induction then um, and they said um, oh tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock we'll induce you if you haven't gone into labour overnight by yourself you know if your labour hasn't progressed overnight by yourself so then you had to go home that was about 11 at night Mikey had to go home and I started to I got really upset when Mikey was going home and um, I just I wanted him with me the, the, like the room that they put me in there was three other women in the same position as me so very early labour and I think they um, call it the pit, actually. And it's where you basically, they, you wait while you're in labor 
and there's three other women laboring and I could hear them all laboring like right next to me in the bed and it was just because like I'm a huge feeler so I could feel the discomfort they were in and the loneliness they felt I'm even getting emotional think about it and but then I was also in labor at the same time so it was a really I found it really difficult to be there you regressed um, I regressed at that point it just they went like 40 minutes apart they just stopped completely and I was like oh god I remember texting Mikey he went home to get some sleep and text him going like this is not happening like I'm gonna have to be induced in the morning time Um, I vomited then I just like hurled everywhere all over the bed they had to throw out my clothes like they were which made me feel worse then do you know like as I felt like I was more of a bother I was like so sorry the bed was destroyed there was vomit all over the floor Um. Yeah, and it just, it was, it, I just, it just wasn't a great experience in that moment. I was listening to meditation music and, but still. Um, did you guys, yeah. your preferences and how, did you prepare, like, did you do a hypnobirthing or a gentle birth or anything in the build-up? We didn't, know. I listened to a couple of hypnobirthing tracks um, from gentle birth, but like not consistent enough, on and off. I had done a lot of yoga, so I was using that breathing which was really helpful and ended up being really helpful in the in the actual labor but not not hypnobirthing and I totally regretted it then the yeah. second time around because I saw how helpful it was and we both said it didn't we mm. we said we wish we did this the first time around we really do I would recommend it to every first time couple to do it um so yeah so the next morning kind of came around and Mikey came back and they said okay we're gonna induce you now it hasn't progressed and and I understood because I didn't want Fionn to be our baby at that stage to be in danger either it was like okay look I don't want baby to be in danger and I don't know how to bring it on more you know we went up the they brought me up to the room where the water where the water pool is I was initially scheduled actually to have a water birth I had signed myself up for a water birth um, so I was in that room just looking at the pool and I remember being like, I want to be in there, you know, for my labor, but it didn't happen. But anyway, I was in the room, which was nice because it had all the things in it. You know, I think, yeah. did you use that room? Yeah, yeah it, it has yeah, all yeah. the, yeah, which is so lovely. And it's a really big room. Um, so they hooked me up to some synthosin and um, I said, I didn't want an epidural. I said, I'd be open to gas and air. So they're like, all right, okay. Um, so yeah, they hooked up the synthosin and about two minutes later, I started to get a contraction. I think it was two or two and a half minutes after it started going, I started getting a contraction. And from there on, they were about every minute and a half, every two minutes. They just like, like right in, like no messing around. Um, I remember thinking like, oh my God, like this is, I went from zero to 90, you know, I would just yeah. zero preparation for it um and I was really overwhelmed with it I the pain like the you know I call it pain because that's how it felt at the time and um, was just really overwhelming I was finding it hard to manage it I was doing as using as much breathing as I could but I was really struggling wasn't I yeah, it looked like about a nine out of ten pain wise you know you know yeah. that, like limit like and uh, I remember the time <sighs> The fact that I was in crutches, I was in a boot at the time. And I was just, uh, I felt so helpless in one sense because uh, I remember going into it, I said, I'm just encourage her and encourage her and like, you know, keep encouraging Emma to her, she could do it and all that. And I, but I got to a stage and I seen how much pain and she, the way she was looking at me and she was trembling with it, like with the surges, like, you know, and the gas didn't seem to be doing anything for her. 
No, it was and making me sick, actually. It was I making was me like, feel nauseous. Oh, my God. I was like, I wasn't expecting this. You know what I mean? Yeah. To want to feel so helpless and kind of, I was like, I was telling her, you can do it. And then I was like, I was teetering between, oh, this is too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was too much for you. Like, God, I'm like, this is. You started crying. I remember looking at Mikey and Mikey was crying at one point, <laughs> looking at me. So, and I was like, you know, when you start going, oh my God, they're crying. It must be really bad. Like, yeah. you know, I just yeah. fucking see you were upset. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I was crying. You were like, there's like tears. The tears, like, I mean, don't, I, I, I have no problem in crying, but um, I, if I did, I was trying to hide it. But anyways, oh, um, yeah. And then thankfully we came along. Within. he did so they were yeah I they said to me that you're about two centimeters dilated and I was like oh my god like this is like two hours later and they were like you're two centimeters dilated I was like oh my god it's gonna last forever like you know and they were so close the, the, yeah. the contractions I was like this is never going to end and I remember saying I need the epidural because when they said that to me I I just got so disheartened I just went I'm never going to be able to cope all the way up to 10 centimeters in this amount of discomfort I said I need the epidural and they were like well whatever you said you didn't want and I was like no I need it I need the epidural I can't handle this you know and so they said okay look we'll call the um, anesthesiologist and we'll tell him to come in he's just in with another lady right now so this is at like about 10 to 1 I must have been transitioning because now I know it was probably transition where I was like I can't do this because then about 10 minutes 10-15 minutes later I was like you know doing that you know that noise the bearing down noise yeah and my wife was like Emma now you just need to breathe you need to just kind of almost tell me to calm down and I was like I can't and I was squeezing the gas and air tube like in my hand I wasn't breathing I was just squeezing it and I just I was just bearing down I had no control over it it was yeah. just my body was doing it you know and this other midwife came in she was like my angel she just I don't know if she came from another room her name was Sarah and she came in and she said, she came, she heard me, obviously, the noise I was making. And she said, Emma, what's going on? Can you tell me what you're feeling? I said, I feel like I need to push. And she said, okay. She said, come on, we need to check her. And they checked me and I was 10 centimeters. She goes, oh, there's a full head yeah. of black hair. She goes, this oh, baby's amazing. coming now. Yeah. Like, I the big sense of relief I got. And just as she says that, the anesthesiologist came in. She goes, we don't need you anymore. Comes in, like, you know what I mean? Like Rambo. <laughs> and he just turned on heels and he walked back out. Mom Sarah goes, No, it's okay. We're having a baby here instead. <laughs> she did, yeah. Brilliant. So I was like, I had a massive sense of relief because then mm. I knew coming to its final and I could do this then. And I needed her. She just came at the right time for me. She was back like, to, um, I think though, when you said, uh, I'm going to have a jury, and I was like, Are you sure? Yeah. Said, yeah, sure. Uh, from then, it kind of relaxed you a bit. Because it was the unknown, how long more is this going to go on for? And she kept yeah. asking, how long more? I'm like, <laughs> just keep going. Like, I don't know, like, you know, but... Um, yeah, it was as hard on you, yeah. I I think then, yes, yeah, so when... There was, a, there was no, like, the, the Coomer great, but mm-hmm. it was, was a big difference between... The two midwives. The two midwives. There was a massive yeah. difference. That, that midwife that came in, and not, not to discredit the other midwife that yeah. was there, she was doing her job. She, she was, was more um, numbers. By the book. Okay. Numbers, what are the readings, uh, how long, uh, How what the time dif- difference. Yeah. You kind of didn't have the experience to kind of probably take a look, take a step back and go, okay, like, and uh, she hadn't looked in quite a while, actually. She hadn't okay. checked me. So mm-hmm. I think 
the other the other midwife Sarah she read me instead of reading the numbers. She looked yeah. under. Looked she under. Read, yeah, she read me. She yeah. read what I was doing, the noises I was making, the movements I was making. Oh, they decided mm. to turn off the synthosin as well because I was reacting to it so quickly. I was going to ask that. So before yeah. you were hooked up to the Sintosin, did they say to you, listen, Emma, these could come flat out like really fast and quick? No, she just said like, she just kind of said, this will speed things up a bit. So I was kind of going, okay, what will speed things up a bit mean? They were coming every 15 minutes before. Will that mean every five minutes? You know, yeah. I wasn't expecting every minute and a half, every two minutes. Okay. Um, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Yeah. So anyway, he, he came out in three pushes Um which was great. It was nice and quick. And she said, do you want to touch his head? Emma, put your hand down. And I touched his head and we were like, and she goes, Mikey, do you want to touch his head? He was like, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm all right. <laughs> um, it's dark difference to number two. Um, but yeah. yeah, so he came out and, um, and she was brilliant. That midwife, she said to me, look across the room and pretend there's a candle there. And I just want you to blow it out for the, for pushing him out, which was brilliant. Yeah. You know, and I did that and he came out in three pushes and um, so all in all, it was two and a half hours from okay. induction, which was, was quick. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it seems like I was in it for ages, but it was only, it was quite quick. Like it was only two and a half hours. And um, so it seems like you really yeah. connected with her because as you said before, you're quite a feeler. So it seems like maybe I she read that or that's of her nature as well. It was, sounds lovely. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did. I just connected with her. She, she just said something about her. And I just, I remember holding her, her hand. I actually let go of Mikey's hand and I held her hand. I was like, and she went to move away at one point and I went, no, no, come back. I need you. Like, you know, I just, yeah. I think that term midwife means with woman, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 I think the definition of it, and that's what she did. She was with me. Do you know, I needed another woman just to be with me in that moment. And, and how was like, your reaction to Mikey being there? So I've heard that some women like on their first, they're like, don't, I don't want you around me. Don't touch yeah, me. But they don't so verbalize. I didn't, I didn't really want to be, um, touched by Mike or anything like he was rubbing my back and he was rubbing my back and playing music and I remember just going stop just stop I don't want to be touched like I apart from holding my hand I didn't really want yeah. it on me apart from, apart from squeezing my hand I was squeezing his hand as well yeah you know with every contraction I was very much in my own zone I didn't want to be touched I kind of went inwards you know um I remember yeah. one stage the one of the nurse said, Oh, ask me, because I was like, I was on the boot. Would you like a chair? I'm like, don't. <laughs> don't worry about me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so no, he he came out and they put him straight in my chest and he let a lovely big belt of a cry. And we knew it was a boy, so we knew we were, it okay. was he yeah, he he has his things there. And uh, so he popped him up into my chest and they gave me the injection for the placenta because I'd been given synthosin so they have okay. to give you the injection I, I, I that's what they had told me so I said that's fine um and they did a prick in his head during the birth to see he was in the stress didn't they they did they mm. did they did that little head prick where they te yeah. test their oxygen levels oxygen, or something yeah. I think it is. um yes they did that and um yeah he latched on after about 15-20 minutes and he was feeding straight away um and we got to do skin to skin there for like a good two hours, you know, in that labor suite. And did you do skin to skin, Mikey? I went. Hmm? Did you do skin to skin? Uh, Jen, I did not, uh, not there in the ward, but back in the... No, you did when I went into shower. Do you oh remember? yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right, yeah, I did, yeah. And I went in the shower. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I did, yeah. yeah. I, the only thing, when I went into the shower, it was really nice because I was able to get up and go have a shower, you know. 
but like I, I wasn't expecting the amount of blood that she would just yes. like yeah. leaking out everywhere you know and I was like oh my god I remember the nurse going oh wait 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 because I was like a trail behind me you know all the way into yeah. the shower um and I wasn't expecting while I showered and I was washing everything to feel so swollen down there mm-hmm. you know I I just I didn't anticipate the feeling of of that being so swollen you know that was kind of a surprise I was like oh my god it's really swell but you're like it had just gone through such a job, you know, so. But in um, saying that, because um, I keep touching on it with people in, um, with these chats, you know, as a, you're about to give birth or you go through your antenatal classes, so you, you think you prepare yourself. But do you think we maybe need to be a little bit more real about what's coming up? I think so. Like, I think they're possibly trying to not uh, frighten a new time mother. But I think, yeah. you could, you know, I would have liked to know that, yeah, you're, 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 whole area down there will be quite swollen and it'll be yeah. fine probably you know just yeah. obviously keep an eye on it um you know that everyone responds to induction differently you know you could respond really quickly mine was really quick you know so there's i suppose it's hard to plan for every eventuality but um they do go through a lot in the, uh, the antenatal classes though they do there's a lot of information there you know I mean? they do i know yeah they do try and try and cover you as much as possible um yeah. i did have a second secondary tear with Fionn. And I remember feeling the burn of his head coming out and something just burning, you know, um, and I think it was that tear. So I had to have stitches. That was very uncomfortable to get done. Yeah. Um, just getting the, the, the injection down there actually was really uncomfortable. And Mikey, so how did you feel through all this? So were the nurses chatting away to you and telling you what was going on? or? Um, not so much. No, not so much. Um, okay. I suppose I was just there and supporting all, like, you know. Yeah, and where were you when no. Fionn was was coming out? I was at the north end. Yeah, okay. you know. <laughs> up by my head. You didn't uh, really want to well, have a look. Yeah, no, like I mean, I I know, like, uh, yeah, I was I I I, I know I didn't have uh, much feelings about having to see him actually coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of happy enough there. Like you know what I mean? But to be honest with you, I just wanted him out safe. Like that yeah. was my overriding. Uh, throughout the pregnancy and going into the, the birth, it was like, oh God, I just hope everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I had a, a bit anxious. I mean, anxious person that way, but I, so I was just like, always in my head was like, I hope he's okay, I hope he's okay. Rather than, oh, I'd love to see him come out or I'd love to cut yeah. the cord or, do you know what I mean? All that for me was a, a way back secondary. Um, but thankfully, in this, in, with Bo, I had a lot of them fears and I suppose anxiousness kind of, squashed because you know what I mean do you know what I'm saying you're, like yeah, you're, yeah. you're around seems, the block already you know what I mean yes. yeah but it seems with partners um they are like throughout the pregnancy they're so worried about you and the new baby but they don't speak about it a lot like it was, wasn't until I had Oliver that Sean was like oh thank god you were both okay and he was just concerned the whole way through and during the labor as well yeah I think the, the man's voice is really quite unheard through absolutely the whole yeah. and, baby. and understandably I get that but yeah, it's those anxieties, not for everyone are hurt. <laughs> um, so, but no, like... A woman can say that, but he <laughs> says that, we're, we're home drawn and guard. Um, but we we stayed there for two days in the hospital and then okay. and then we came home. I was delighted to come home. I didn't really like being in the hospital. I was just on a general ward. I just found it really loud and noisy yeah. and hot and... Um, I couldn't sleep and so I was just so sleep deprived you know so I was just I was thank- thankful to get home yeah um but yes that was Fionn's 
there wasn't much um, support regards to lactate, le- breastfeeding. breastfeeding. Yeah. yeah, no one kind of came around to me. I think because I was sort of like, I'm doing quotation, you know, quotation marks, but normal birth. She's grand. She's not, I'm not asking for help. She's not really in too much pain. Like I had the stitches. They had given me diaphene after I got, after I gave birth, but then I didn't want to take it afterwards because it, it makes me quite drowsy. So I didn't bother taking painkillers, but I, so I just kind of got on with it. And so I just kind of thought I was latching them. Okay. Um, I probably could have done with a lactation consultant coming around to me. Cause they I say at one stage, oh, she hoped she'd probably get around to you. Was there some sort of a... They did. They said, oh yeah, we'll try and get her to come around to you, but sure, they're so busy. We missed that. We that. missed the breastfeeding class in the antenatal course. Oh, did you? <laughs> and it was like the one thing that probably would have Yeah, I missed it. I was late. Um, I missed it that day. Yeah, for me, them, them uh, antenatal classes are so important. They were, you yeah, loved them. Yeah, I loved them. Like, yeah. as you're getting the information, you know what I mean? Make you feel a bit safer. Okay, yeah. no, what's going on? Okay. So, yeah. if, if, like, you know, if do this or ring this number, if do that, you know what I mean? So, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, from your point I, of view, then, yeah. I chat the guys and, like, oh, no, 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 I'm not bored. She's gone. She let me know. I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? But I think it's a bit, it's, uh, I'd advise, heavily advise, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think that's good. I think that's good for men to hear, to, yeah, to yeah. say antenatal classes um but yeah we ended up back in the coom then and they basically had to like squeeze out my boob to <laughs> declare it because it was so badly blocked but well, see Emma, you didn't know like i didn't know how, how to manipulate express. it like okay well yeah. how much force is going to do damage or you yeah. know what i mean and that's hard information maybe everyone's different but like yeah. you know what i mean totally remember you were looking up and people were, you might youtube and it you know it was you like, know, like how oh, you, hand you might damage the ducks and yeah. stuff but when you seen the, the uh, nurse that day, just like manipulate, like just like, and it was just like coming everywhere, like. <laughs> but like, but like, but what I'm saying is, if the lact- if the lactation consultant came over and said and did it for you, you know what I mean? You can just you can you can handle it like this. Yeah. You went okay, and then you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. I think yeah. that's that's massive. Yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe they did cover that in the in the in the antenatal class. Yeah, for first time breastfeeding, I think no matter whether it's your first baby or second baby, or I think to sh- for somebody to yeah. show you how to hand express because yeah, it's not like a, yeah. it's a skill, it's alert, like you yeah. mean, it's, it's not, not natural, it's a skill that you have to. with Eva. Um, I actually had to hand express just while I, my milk was coming in, and yeah. um, Anya did it for me. <laughs> yeah I, but like I, I was like i don't know how to do it and then she did it for me and then i got the hang of it yeah i think someone needs to show you it's it's yeah. a technique technique yeah mm-hmm. yeah and the pressure that you actually have to put on you have to put on quite a decent amount yeah. of pressure you know? like stroking really gently because like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pain- it can be painful yeah yeah you were doing way too, too, too close too to the end yeah. you know what i mean um but like yeah so no once we sorted that out our breastfeeding journey was fine and i've Great. fed him 16 months yeah brilliant yeah cool yeah so no um that was fun and we had decided when film was this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive and june olive and june gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Them. one that we're only going to have one kid we're like that's it we're only going to have one we're not going to have any more didn't we and then a couple of months later I was weaning Fiona at about 15 months and so over the course of maybe three weeks I was weaning him I was starting to, to do my yoga teacher training okay hey, it's time for me to wean him I'm going to do my yoga teacher training I'm ready to finish breastfeeding and so I did that and the, on his last day of his feed, it was a Saturday, I got my period back on the Monday and I hadn't had my period up until then. So it came back two days later, really quick. Right, and yeah. it was a whole period, seven days. And we had decided a couple of weeks beforehand, yeah, sure, we'll just see what happens. You know, that kind of way. we'll just give it a go, you know. It was a bit more than that, I think. No, we were like, we'll see if, if something happens, you know, that kind yeah, of way. Yeah, well, like we were um, trying, trying. Yeah. Got the dates in. We did get the dates in. Yeah, yeah so we were like, you get the dates hey. in and you're going on your train, train. But know, I think really. we said, if it doesn't happen on those dates, we won't be as stressed as we oh, are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We want ourselves yeah. under pressure. Like, you know what so I mean? we're like, look, yeah. it happens on those dates. Brilliant. It was more fun. It was more fun. Yeah. It was yeah. more yeah. fun this time. Yeah. <laughs> and so it happened on that cycle. Literally, I had one period and then pregnant. And we went to a wedding. Uh, yeah, like we went to a wedding and I, we were like, it was our first night away at a wedding. Like, you know, we were just having like a great time. I was my first time having a couple of drinks. And I was, I think I found out a week later, I was about four weeks pregnant. So I was probably just pregnant. I didn't realize. Yeah, you know, yeah. 
I didn't have that many drinks that night, actually. But you know, we're one of this. We're so unfortunate that, like, we, you know, I mean, that we had been able to get pregnant when, yeah. you know, when we wanted. When we wanted yeah, like it's, it's the blessing. Yeah, it's only when you have kids realize how many people out there have to fight so hard for something that yeah. you know that others can do. Definitely. You know, so easy. So I mean, it's something that we never take Took for, granted. for granted. No, um, but yeah, we found out it was pregnant, and we were delighted. We just come back from camping that weekend camping I had to pee about every half an hour and I said to Mikey I either have a kidney infection or I'm pregnant so it was pregnant <laughs> and yeah. I um, I do I got Fiona I wrapped up the stick and I got Fiona to give it to Mikey with a note saying um I'm going to be a big brother so we all had a big cheer and a hug in the garden then it was lovely um yeah so it was really nice we got an early scan again with Bo at about seven weeks and uh just a reassurance scan just mm-hmm. to see if there was a heartbeat there and everything um that just made me feel more comfortable and I contacted Anya when I was like six weeks pregnant (laughs) it was so early because I was like yes we're in a house this time we could definitely have a home birth you know (laughs) no more why why um I know when you're with Fiona you you wanted a home birth as well why did you want a home birth why had that why was that it just it felt like the most safe place for me um I've never I'm not a major fan of hospitals they don't make me feel incredibly safe um I understand that's the safest place for some women. That's where they feel safe. And I think that's really good. I think it's great to go to the most safe place for you. But home always feels like the most comfortable place for me. And that's how I felt for Fiona. I just felt like that would be my safe space. I could be in my zone and I would feel comfortable there. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm very sensitive to like at nighttime, too much lights. And so I knew that while pregnant with Fiona, if there was too much lights, too much noise, it would really bother me and I would, it would get me out of the zone, you know, and yeah. it sort of did. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, look, we could have a home birth this time. What do you think? And he was sort of like, oh, I don't know, Emma. And I said, look, Mikey. I don't know. Oh, here's bar chocolate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, look, Mikey, I said, this is what's going to make me feel most comfortable. I explained it just as I did there a minute ago, didn't I? I kind of yeah. said, uh, you did. And I would feel the most you, safe You, you book us in for the hypnobirth in class. I booked us. No, I booked in for hypnobirth and after I met Anya because she told me I do hypnobirth. Yeah, but um, oh yeah, what I'm saying is, I suppose the selling point for me was went to the hypnobirthing class. You know what I mean? That, not, yeah. not the selling point. Listen, Emma was, Emma, Emma has a heart set in something you know, and that's it. You know what I mean? It's she, she'll do it that way. And it was, I knew if we were to have a second one, that was going to be a home birth without even saying it, because the only thing that stood in her way the first time was that we were, you know, in, in a mobile home. And I, I seen her discomforts in the hospital setting, you know what I mean? And leaving her the night before the film was born, I was like, ah, that, that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was like, you know, it'd be much better. I, we knew it'd be, per- be perfect here, like, you know, so I didn't have, my, my arm didn't have to twist or anything, so. Yeah, kind of, you're, I was, yeah, you're agreeable. You're yeah, very agreeable. agreeable. And uh, do you know what? The fact that if it was Emma's first and we were in the house, mm-hmm. I still she probably would have got a bit of resistance from me. You know what I mean? Um, but even if it was her first, I think if we were going to the home birth, honest home birth class, the I'd be, I'd be in, sorry, hypnobirth yeah. uh, class, uh, I'd be grand. You know what I mean? Because yeah. all your your questions are answered, then, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, they really um, are. Yeah. yeah, they are. She's so thorough. So she came out and she did the booking appointment with me at like 16 weeks. And uh, I've been feeling quite, pretty fine throughout those the first couple of weeks, just really tired, obviously, you know, yourself running after a toddler and being pregnant, it's, uh, it's you know, a bit draining. But 
I was okay. And Honey came over and um, God, she was so thorough, like on her first meeting. Remember I said to you after she left, I was like, she was here for like an hour and a half. Like, you know, she was really thorough. She went over everything. I couldn't believe it. And she came during Fiona's nap time. So it was like so convenient, you know. It was great. We just sit on my couch drinking tea. And um, so it was lovely. And instantly after that, I just felt really comfortable with her. I was like, yeah, this is it. This is going to happen at home. You at know? that particular time, Fiona's terrible in the car. It was like to bring him, like to drive anywhere. So it was a relief for Emma. It was because I was like, he just hated the car, and I was going off. Oh, I'm going to have to drive up to the Coombe for appointments. This is going to be better. Even to Nace, like it's yeah. going to be a, bit of a nightmare. He just hated being in the car for the first year and a half. And so, um, we we carried on. The GP, my GP, wouldn't cover me, um, so I had to find a new GP. So I did find a new GP in Nace, which was brilliant, and um, she was great. You know. She was very supportive of the home birth um, okay. you know, gave me her mobile number to give to Anya in case Anya ever needed it. You know, it was so supportive, a stark difference to my other GP who just wouldn't, said, no, my insurance doesn't cover me for that. Um, the consultant in the hospital, Dr. Deirdre Murphy, I think that's her name. Um, she was very supportive as well. I said to her, look, I'm looking to have a home birth. Obviously, she had to sign off on it. So she was happy to sign me off. She said, yep, you're absolutely fine. There's no complications. Um, you know, like you seem fine, you know, there's no issues here. Um, so, and I said to her, oh, my GP won't cover me. And she said, well, she should. She said, there should be no issue. But anyway, I found a new GP and that was fine. Um, so yeah, throughout the whole pregnancy with Bo, having Anya come over was brilliant. She like every single appointment, she reassured me about the next step, what was going to happen or what I needed to do. And that was, um, that was brilliant. I just felt really well cared for, you know, it was so different to the first time where you're, you're just kind of left to do your own thing, you know? Um, and you, you see a different person every time you go to the hospital or to, you know what I mean? Like for your checks, but with Anya, it was always the same person, which is brilliant um you're building that uh, rapport the and bond with her yeah, yeah. And, like you know and then the trust and the trust. you know what i mean and back and i suppose that you know uh, like for me okay i know who's going to be in control you know what i mean i yeah. get the kind of not so route but i get to go see okay yeah i can trust this person and um, yeah no, she knows what um this is true now i wasn't there for, for the for the appointments but true uh doing the hypnobarton class I was like yeah this is yeah this is my type of person you know what I mean? And that made me feel safe. You know what I mean? I, uh, I suppose in the preparation for the, for the home birth. Yeah, the hypnobirthing I think was vital for us because yeah. like that, it was Mikey's time to meet Anya and to really find out what she was, she was about and what the real, the home birth, because it, it is hypnobirthing, but she does touch on home birth there, you know, and, yeah. and that really helps. Um, and like that for you to build a trust with her, you know, because I think a man's role in labor can sometimes they need that sense of like something to control, you know, because it's a situation where they're not always in it's control. More practical, practical. A practical approach. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah. How do you how do you think you felt this time around? Were you a little bit more relaxed with the pregnancy? Uh, definitely more relaxed with pregnancy, you know, because I go, oh, yeah, this part of this and this happens and. And Emma, I was more relaxed because Emma was more and relaxed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and I kind of had an idea, okay. And, uh, but I was doing the, <laughs> Emma would have been playing the, the 
uh, hypnobirthing uh, tracks allowed as well. So I was getting in on the olds. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I'd play them and then like they'd make us, they'd make us both go to sleep. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And Annie kept saying, don't play them when you go to sleep. If you're dry, don't play them while you're driving because they make you sleepy. You know? And I remember one day driving back from Dublin with Fiona in the car asleep. I was driving back from my sister's and I had it in my ears and I was like, I need to turn this off because it was making <laughs> me sleepy. I was like, oh God, this really works. I remember being at the hypnobirthing class and there was another couple that was the first time around and I remember going, oh, they, they have a big head, they have a big uh, head, head start. start from where I felt I was, do you know what I mean? With, yeah, um, yeah. with young, yeah. you know, so I was a bit envious of them uh, that way, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we were kind of saying to them, like, oh, it's great that you're doing a first time around. Yeah, we really yeah. wish we would yeah. have done a first time around. I know? think um, to do a home birth first time around, I definitely think the hypnobirthing is key. Uh, even I think even through the hypnobirthing, we got the, the um, bond with the with Anya, the midwife. Yeah. You know, even a lot more so. Well, I did because you know I was there. You know, the class is generally supposed if you're going to have the your appointments. Maybe the, the husband isn't there because maybe he's working or maybe he's, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, no, it was so, it was great. Um, so we, we kind of sailed on down towards going, or Bo's, you know, due date. Um, the pregnancy was going fine. I didn't really have any major issues. I did go in once into the coom because um, I couldn't feel him moving, but I was really ill. I had a really bad chest infection and um, I was coughing so much that he just had a bit of reduced movement, but he was mm-hmm. fine. Um. So yeah, up and like he was doing great. Um, I was feeling fine. I was just tired, very tired towards the end. I Fiona just turned two, and I just I remember thinking like, man, I'm wiped. You know, um, yeah. he was all go. You know, Fiona's full of energy anyway, as most two year olds are. So I was just I was a bit knackered. I was surprised yeah. at the amount of um, checks box that you have to take for you to be allowed to have a home birth like mm-hmm. it really has to be the golden pregnancy almost like you know right up to the very end you know what i mean it's you need a lot of luck yeah yeah and like yeah. after all when you do get to have a home you go oh like we're such on the like the look you know what i mean you're you're almost like the small percentage yeah because as you know yourself everything has to go to plan well not everything has to go to plan but you know, you can't go too late, you can't go too early, you know, I suppose uh, your first, preg- how your first pregnancy, does that play a part? It does, Positioning. No. When we were lucky enough, film was, uh, Bo was breached up to probably yes. three weeks before. Bo before. was breached up until 35 weeks and I went to an osteopath um, to help me release the ligaments to give him a bit more space to turn. They had said to me, if he doesn't turn, you know, by kind of 37 weeks, we're going to need to look at induction. And I was like, no, you know, and I just, I think I felt the induction was so intense with Fionn that I was frightened of an induction then. And I really didn't want, um, and Anya was so supportive. She was so calm. She was like, look, you've plenty of time to turn them do. She gave me the spinning baby techniques to do. Mm -hmm. I did those along with the, going to the osteopath. And that was, he turned he turned within a week, I think. And I was just so happy. I remember going for a check with the midwife in my GP office. And I said, can you just tell me what position she's in? She goes, oh, he's head down. And I was like, thank you. And Anya actually sent me up to the coom to have it written by the coom that he was head down and not in a breach position. So it was good. So we felt really reassured by that. We were yeah, like, it was a close one because obviously he's getting bigger and the time is yeah. going to move. But, uh, 
yeah, they get less. But you're, but uh, hypnobarton played a part of it there too. Jeez. You know what I mean? In the mind asked, set, yeah. Set there, even handling the the experience, even handling that, I cannot, no, I trust and you know because yeah. hypnobarton, you know, is uh, you know telling you, you know your body's meant to do this and like that and you know trust the baby, trust the baby yeah and all this stuff. it was it, it played a massive part yeah. i just kept yeah. listening to them kept listening to them kept saying to myself i kept talking to the baby saying please turn i know you're going to turn please turn for me i know you're going to turn so and he did and it was brilliant we were so happy and we were like yay gung ho like let's go we're going for this so um it yeah. would have been a kicker because we just had everything so ready to go like, I mean, yeah um so Come the time of, I suppose, my due date or guest date, um, he was still very cozy in there. There was nothing really happening. Um, I I'm was sure I remember like, you coming to the coffee morning. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm like, oh, my full turn. Like, you were sitting on the ground. Down. I was like, do you want a chair? You're like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I remember like going down a slide with Fionn and people were like, should you be on that slide? You know, like, and I was like, maybe you'll get things going. Like, you know, like I don't advocate anyone go on a slide on your full turn. No. Anyway, it was just, I was going after a two-year-old, so I had to. Um, but <laughs> I, I remember saying to Anya, I just feel like he could be in there forever. I just feel like mm. it's never going to happen. You know, he was just... I felt very not close to giving birth, you know, and I was still feeling pretty good, you know, I was still pretty active and, you know, body was feeling really good. And so, um, just yet yeah, got to 41 weeks and I was starting to get a bit nervous for 41 weeks then because I was going, Oh, I only have like a week left, you know, and I could, I'm sure on, you could see the nervousness on my face. Then I was like, Oh, Anya, what if this doesn't happen? You know? And she was like, just keep listening to your hypnobirthing track. Just, just go with it, trust your body, you know, and we'll come to, we'll chat about it come the time, you know. She said, look, um, give it a couple of days and I'll, I'll offer you a sweep if nothing's yeah. happening. So nothing was kind of happening. I was getting just niggles, but niggles that I can manage, like nothing major, you know what I mean? And so she did, she said, would you like a sweep? And I said, yeah, I would. So she did a sweep for me and, um, that was the Wednesday, Tuesday or the Wednesday. I was like 41 and I was almost nine days over at this stage. And um, she said, you're already about one to two centimeters when she was doing the sweep. She said, I can feel his head. And I was like, all right, okay. She said, is this not uncomfortable for you? Are you not getting like any sort of kind of, are you in discomfort? And I was like, no, I'm fine. You know, like, she's like, okay, all right. You know, cause like, she was like, you know, you're already kind of dilated and I can see yeah. his head. And I was like, oh, I'm okay. You know, emotional though. It's very emotional. And um, I was getting frustrated and stuff like that. And I remember on the Thursday, he arrived on the Thursday. So that day, that morning was a very emotional morning. Me and Fiona, I think, had already cried about like three times before nine o'clock. I was just, I think he was picking up on my emotion, you know, yeah, yeah. and... A or something. Yeah, he, I was feeding the birds out in the garden and I had bird feed open the big bucket and I turned around and he tipped out the whole bucket onto the ground and I burst into tears like floods of tears like uncontrollable and he was but he put God love him he's only two he was only two and he put his hand on my shoulder and went mommy you okay and I was oh, like God. and he cried that's a job again 
you know, I was like, oh my God, I'm, mommy's fine. You know, like in floods of tears. And God love him. He didn't cry at all. He was like so supportive. Yeah. <laughs> He's seen you, Mikey. He sees the job that you do supporting her. <laughs> he did. And so... Um, Mommy crying was a, a little... Uh, Shout with, the, shout with the week there for a few days because uh, he, he told my sister when my sister picked them up to bring away when them was going to labor she said mommy crying mommy crying <laughs> so anyway I um that day Mikey had kind of been taking days off work in between just like oh is it happening is it not but you decided to go were you in work that day yeah I was working you did you went to work that day and I remember telling him um you know Annie gave me a sweep or whatever and we should sort of expect things to happen um, so yeah, that was the Thursday, Thursday morning. I should say Wednesday, the day before, I remember having a nap with Fiona and contractions were coming while I was napping with them. I was cuddling with them and it must have been all the oxytocin while yeah, I was cuddling yeah. with them. I remember thinking this would be our last time really cuddling together, you know, uh, on my own. And that was kind of getting things going, I think. And yeah, I, I, I texted Anya I to think, say it were. Sorry, I think you were also yeah. feeling that the fact that uh, when I was waking up each morning it's go time with Fiona uh, go 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 that she felt that it could have been interfering with the uh, the uh, whatever the hormone kind of get things going like you know what I mean yeah. that's the fact you know what I mean so yeah, I took some yeah. days off to try kind of let give me your, space to relax rest and stuff that it might you know what I mean that she might yeah. Yeah, that was good yeah Mikey was like well look maybe I'll take Fiona off for the day and it might get things going you know if you're relaxing and you're on your own but it wasn't really working but the Thursday yeah so I had a big cry and Anya called over with Marks and Spencer's cookies. <laughs> and she was like, I'm just coming in just to check in on you. Um, I think I posted it on Instagram that I was having an emotional morning and she's seen it and she came over <laughs> with cookies. God love her. Like how amazing your midwife comes to you that day with, with Marks and Spencer's cookies. And we sat and we drank tea and she said, this is just an informal meeting. You know, I just want to come and check that you're all right. So she came to check that I was all right. And uh, that was grand and later on that day Mike came home from work came home early I said look I'm gonna go for a walk and see if I can just I need to be out I need to get yeah, things you went, to Zumba, to you went to Zumba class a couple of days before oh yeah on the Tuesday on the Tuesday I went to an hour-long Zumba class like wow, Emma. at the Zumba class and the lady running it was like are you okay I was like yeah I'm fine I'm fine I'm just gonna get things going you know Do like I look pregnant <laughs> like I was like 41 <laughs> weeks at this stage like you know I went for my walk in Kildare Town I parked at Little and I thought I'll go for a walk and on my way back I'll pick up some bread because we've no bread so I'll just leave my purse in the car so I went for a walk and I walked all the way up to Kildare Village and I was, I was walking, I was listening to the hypnobirth and tracks as I was walking on my meditation pregnancy list and playlist. And I was getting tightenings, really t like tight, not painful, just tight. And so that was happening. And um, I stopped in Kildare Village to go to the loo, went to the loo and went up past Tesco. And all of a sudden just felt like a big bubble coming down and pop. My waters broke as I was walking through Kildare Town um, mm. on my own. And I remember going, oh, and I looked down, I just kind of stopped. And I went, oh, and I remember thinking, thank God I'm wearing black leggings because it was a big gush, like it was a big pop, a big gush. Yeah. And I called Mikey straight away and I went, um, my waters are after breaking. And he was like, all right, okay. Um, I was like, I'm going to try and make it back to the car. And he went, what do you mean try and make it back to the car? And I went, 
Well, the, the car, I have to get to the car in Kildare Village. It's my contractions are every two minutes. My contractions have started. And he went, what? And he goes, no, I'm coming to get you. And I went, no, I'll try and make it back to the car. I said, I need to call Anya. So I hung up on Mikey and I called Anya. I said, Anya, my water's after breaking. And she's like, right. I said, I'm in Kildare Town though. And she goes, okay, right. <laughs> so um, she was so calm. Like yeah. she's still the best. She was so calm. And I said, okay, sorry, one sec, Anya, I'm having a surge. And she was like, oh. And so I'm walking and I'm having a surge. I said, I can't talk to you. So I'm having a surge. It's lasting about a minute, a minute and a half. And she goes, I go, okay, I can talk. And she's like, how was that? I went, yeah, it was, you know, intense enough that I couldn't speak to her. Yeah. And then about two minutes later, I went, sorry, Anya, I can't talk again. Another one's coming. And she went, okay, Emma. She was like, right. She said, um, how are you getting home? Like, is Mikey coming for you? And I said, no, I told him I'd make it back to the car. And she goes, call Mikey and tell him to come pick you up. So I stopped at Bank of Ireland. I'd actually already told you I was coming. Yeah, maybe do you tell me? Yeah, yeah see, there's the bits you don't remember, you know, like Mikey you yeah, said you're no. already coming. And so I stopped at Bank of Ireland and they were coming like every 90, 90, two minutes, kind of 90 seconds, two minutes. And I'm like holding on to the bars, Bank of Ireland, swaying, listening to my hypnobirth and doing the breathing. And I remember a man smoking beside me and I was like, oh God, like, please stop, you know? And I remember really thinking I am in labor here, you know? Um, and where is Mikey? I need Mikey to come get me now. And like, so he came, he beeped the horn and it gave me a big fright and I jumped into the car waddled very into the car and Fiona was in the back and I remember I couldn't even talk to Fiona I just I just went hi I said hi honey or something and I remember holding on and Mikey zoomed off and I what did I say when I got into the car this baby's coming this baby's coming and I was like this baby's coming fast I went this baby's coming now like and he was like okay got home so that happened at half five sorry half five Thursday evening my water's broke. Actually, funny, when you got into the car, I made a joke. Like, I mean, did okay. I? I? I made a joke. Oh, did you? Yeah, no. I'm not, I'm good enough for the jokes, but sometimes the timing can be off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I said to her, she got in, it says, Oh, we're going to have a Kildare Town baby. And she looked at me and, like, like if there was a meme for it, like, there'd be steam coming out or all. And then I looked there and go, I went in my head, I went into my head, oh my God, like, she's actually going to. We'll have a baby in this car, like you know. yeah. So I started, started driving as quick as I could, and Phil was going, "Oh, daddy, fast!" Yeah, he was in the background. Like, ah! Grab my wrist and like nearly squeeze it. She goes, "Slow down," you know, as in yeah, like he was speeding. Bump, and no, was no, like because like, it was bumping, like you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, you know. Like, you know what I mean so she didn't want too much movement but uh, I was just because I was in the middle of labour like I really was, was they were coming quickly and and I remember yeah God, Mikey you need to slow down please slow down and so we slowed down a bit and that was happened at half five orders broke we got home and I walked straight down to the bedroom um, into the ensuite. I had Anya on the phone at this stage and she said do you want to get into the shower I said I do so just stripped off she said I'm she stayed on the phone she said, leave me on the phone while I'm in the shower, um, while you're in the shower. And I said, okay, great. So she was here within like 20 minutes from when I called her at Kildare Town. She was really quick. And because she kind of knew from the, how short they were, I need to get there. So um, she came here, yeah, here within 20 minutes. And Mikey's sister came to collect Fionn mm -hmm. while I was down there. This was all happening in the sitting room. I was down there. Anya just breathed in, I guess. Yeah. Fionn she... goes, hi, Anya. <laughs> Um, so I was down the shower and this is happening and listening to my hypnobirth and Anya hung up because she said I'm here now so I put the hypnobirth back on standing in the shower she just came in 
hi Emma I was like hi you know like it was all really like hi yeah meanwhile okay? I'm in the sitting yeah. room pumping up the pool like sweating like getting getting like cold. <laughs> um and yeah so she checked the baby you know like she checked him she said I'm just gonna have a little listen in it was great stay in the shower Brenda came she was really quick um so this is maybe like I'm gonna say this I don't know what time it was, like six, half six, six or ten past six or something. And I, she said to me, why don't you sit in the toilet, sit backwards on the toilet. And I, I've never did, I never did that with Fiona. So I was like, okay, so sat. And it does actually really keep things going and progressive, you know. And um, so I could, could, I was there and it was really bright in the ensuite. It was really cold. I was naked, you know. And I remember thinking, I need Mikey. At this stage, I went... I need Mikey. Anya was there and I went, I need Mikey. And she goes, okay, all right. And Anya must have come down. So I just got up. She goes, do you want to put anything on you? I just walked down the hall naked. I was just starker, just walking down naked, like a big pregnant lady walking down. And she was like, oh, okay, come on. So I walked in and Brenda was in the kitchen filling pots and she went, hi, Emma. I was like, hi, Brenda. You know, I walked over to the couch and I just kneeled down on the floor, leaned on the couch at my arms, kneeled on the floor, leaned on the couch at my arms. And... Um, yeah, I could really feel it. It was at this point, you know, the stage was set, like you know, the lights were down, yeah. perfect dim. We and meditation, had it, music, med- was on. meditation music on, kill candles going, yeah. you know, everyone was in control. It was nice and warm here, had the fire going. Well, I was in the middle of getting the fire going, and but you know what I mean, the pool was yeah. filling, it was nice, it was calm, and so very calm. I think for her. Coming into this room in comparison to the first time around, she came into this room and you could see she relaxed and it was, mm. you know what I mean? She looked mm-hmm. really comfortable at ease. Like she wasn't stressed. She came in, she had a smile on her face when she said hello to Brenda, mm-hmm. you know, because she never met Brenda before. It was just, I looked at her and went, okay, yeah, all right. I kind of, yeah. you know, you're kind of sus or we're good. And she was like, hold my hand. But it wasn't that she needed me because she was upset. She kind of just, she, she, she knew it was getting close, you know, that kind of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I felt like really supported. I remember in that moment being on the couch, feeling not stressed. I could feel the earth, like the intensity of the surges, yeah. but not stressed, not in discomfort, not, I felt so safe and so in my own environment. Do you know what I mean? Really just like supported and just like, I felt like I had my crew, you know, like Mikey, Anya, Brenda, and just they were who I needed right there. I, I remember Anya coming to just like put pressure on my back, like counter pressure on my lower back. And that was lovely. Um, and I said to her, I, need, I feel like I need to bear down. Um, and at some point Brenda had come up to me and she said, Emma, I just want you to imagine a red rose. Just imagine just a lovely red rose opening. And she said it so calmly. And, and like the place was so calm, so quiet. I wasn't making a huge amount of noise, really, you no, know, no. just breathing. I was doing, doing breathing and uh, I was like, okay. And that just clicked like instantly. And I felt the urge to bear down. And I said, I need, I feel like I need to bear down. And Anya was like, okay. Um, and so, yeah, I think they said, do you want to get into the pool then? Yeah, I was like in the pool. There was no pressure at all. Like, no I mean, pressure. It was like, do you want to get into the pool? And I said, yeah, I do. And um, I think a couple of minutes later, he came out. I just, I got into the pool. I was leaning on the side. I was holding Mikey's hand. 
I was doing the downward breathing then, you know, um, I switched to the downward breathing after, after I felt the urge to bear down. And yeah, I could feel his head coming. And it was a really, it felt really empowering, really empowering. I felt very in control of the birth. It was lovely. I wasn't afraid. I felt very comfortable, if that makes sense. Like yeah. the intensity of, of it, but comfortable in that I was, it was exactly how I wanted it. You know, um, could feel his head coming. And Anya said, Emma, Emma, catch your baby. Like, like I'm going to get emotional. I'm going to start crying now. You know, because I could, like, I remember catching him and it was just, it was like the most empowering, it was the most empowering moment ever. Just like it was, I put him up to my chest and yeah, he was just, I got that instant surge of love from him. Um, and I did, like, not that I didn't have Fiona, I love my, both of them equally, but I didn't have that instant surge with Fiona. I remember thinking, what is this that people talk about? I don't have it, but I got it with both. And um, yeah, and it was just, it was really lovely. Like it was, it was just everything I wanted. It was so calm and um, yeah, and he was so calm, you know, like he, he, you know, he did make noise, you know, they take a couple of minutes to come around with a water birth, but the, the ladies were so confident. Taking, he's having you know. a cord wrapped around his neck. It was wrapped around his neck. They took it off so quickly. They didn't make any sort of Drama song and dance about it. They just, oh, we take that off. And they were, you know, they actually were like, oh, look, his cord's really big, you know? And I was like, oh yeah. And uh, yeah, he was so calm and it was just, yeah, we spent a couple of minutes in the pool and we got out. She said, do you want to get out now? And I said, yeah. And so the couch was right behind me. Got out and Bo just sat my, lay down on my chest and he latched on and the placenta came out after, you know, after a couple of minutes, not very long, maybe 20, 30 minutes or so. I think I didn't have any tear this time, no tear, which was amazing because I had a secondary, secondary tear the first time. I had no tear this time. I only lost maybe 100 mils of blood, Anya had said. Um, yeah, like the pool was very clear. Pool was so clear, like there was barely any blood in the pool, or you know, like it was very clear waters, you know. And um, he was doing great, he was fine. And um, which was another thing I was worried about oh, how messy is this going to be? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you've been saying, like, you know, and it's not really, no, it's not, it's not. sure. Like, I mean, we're, but um, there's a good bit of prep that goes into it. Uh, I love that, I enjoy that part because I got to be part of the the prep and yeah. have it all set up and it felt like a more kind of a, I was part of it. I think, it, you know what I mean? It sucked me in even more like, you know, but yeah. And how yeah. do you feel like from a partner's point of view um, that you can support the woman in birth? So what do you think, what tips could you give? Uh, what tips could I give to other guys? How to support someone during yeah. it? Yeah, birth. During birth. Um, well, if you're doing a home birth, um, just have everything organized. You know what I mean? Like, Anya give you a list. Get everything on the list. Everything on the list. And uh, just have it all organised in the place, well set up. Uh, test out your, your Burton pool. Oh, yeah. We yeah. tested it out about 37 weeks. We sat in it yeah. eating magnums. I sat in it eating a magnum watching a Shane Lowry documentary. It was really good. <laughs> Lovely Great documentary. Well, uh, more so water-wise, you know, um, how long it's going to take to fill. Like I yeah. had no time to finish. Um, oh yeah, so it was an hour and a half. I went. To, I never said that like, he was born at seven o'clock. My water's broken in Kildare Town at half five, and he was born at seven. So an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah that so was quick. quick. Yeah, really quick. yeah. I can't just be yeah. there and, and just just 
you know what I mean? Give them the try to give them that protection, that space, you know, that this. I, for, yeah. I think this time you you felt more confident to me yeah. do you know mike mikey felt like he had me we climbed into bed at about 12 o'clock that night just the three of us and it was like so lovely i had all my pillows around me it was so relaxing you know i could feed in comfort there was it was dark and quiet yeah it was just it was gorgeous it was gorgeous yeah I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to share your story, you're more than welcome to. Simply pop me an email to irelandsbirthstories at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram under irelandsbirthstories. I look forward to bringing you another episode next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.